This is Edge Experience. Get ready to embark on a cutting edge journey from the Edge Media Network Studios. Here's your host, Dennis George. Well, welcome to Edge Experience, brought to you by our friends at Vermont Tourism, where there's a place for everyone from cozy cabins and covered bridges to historic downtowns and luxury resorts. Vermont has it all. Learn more at vermontvacation.com. Hey, uh, well, I should introduce everyone who's here. Uh, Mitch is in the house. Mitch, how are you? What up? How you doing? Not too shabby. I was I was already going to launch into something I got in the mail, but I, I got to introduce everyone first. What were you going to say, Mitch? Sorry. I just got to let Vermont know yeah. I'm coming whether they want to provide it or not. You're on your way either way. <laughs> yes. Wait, that's fair. Fair warning to the state of Vermont. <laughs> we will we'll let you know the particulars before he enters the state. Casey needs supervision. Sam is in the house. Sam, how are you? Hello. Hello. I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little anxious. Why? Because my dog has been keeping me up all night. And I'm Why? thinking that because of thunderstorms, and I'm starting to think oh. that maybe I'm going to start taking his anxiety pills. Oh, is he scary? Does anybody mm-hmm. else want to see that Sam on his dog's anxiety pills? Can you do you that? Share? Can you take? Yeah, can you share? I like that, Denny G. I don't think that that's very recommended because, you know, dogs metabolize things at like 10 times as fast as humans do. Mm-hmm. So the pill is probably could be lethal, maybe. Well, Debbie's in the house. Debbie, have anything to add to this? Should we take a dog pill? I think we should. I think this could be a fun. We should do this. Debbie on can take it as an experiment. We could do it on a podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody hold up. First of all, I'm going to supervise Mitch in Vermont because I want to go too. So we will group the nation together to Vermont. (laughs) Now we move on to the dog medication. So if you guys are going to have me do this test, I'm going to crunch some numbers to figure out how much dog pill I need to take to accommodate a human adult, because I'm not just going to willy nilly pop those pills. I'm just letting you know. I'm going to do Okay. Then we need another test subject. I want someone who's just back. Okay. Well, Denny G's here. He could be our test subject. What do you think? I think Sam's the one that said he's going to take them. <laughs> I think he's just right driving now. me to wanting to take it because it's not working for him. <laughs> but I'm willing to let you be the, the testee. Anyway, I'm doing marvelous, but I'm going to get better. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm doing great, too. And yes, Sam, let's take those pills. Let's do them on a podcast. I think that would be fantastic. I'm surprised nobody said anything about testy. Say, are, we, are we not going to go back to the fact that Sam just said testy? Well, we'll let you do that. Go right ahead. <laughs> hey, so I went to vermontvacation.com and I got the Vermont Travel Guide sent to me. And Ooh. it is fantastic. It has everything in it. They section off the state for you in like regions. And so you can say, okay, I want to be on the northern region of Vermont, and they'll tell you all the things to do up in the northern region. But the point is that it's really broken down really well. They have a whole section on craft brewers in Vermont, Mm -hmm. um, covered bridges. We talked about that before, B&Bs, a lot of stuff. Like, it's this is pretty amazing. So I'm ready with you, Mitch. I'm ready to go to Vermont. Uh, absolutely, for sure. Are they going to section off the state for us? <laughs> I don't know. We should. They, they should. They probably should. <laughs> they probably should. Mitch uh, and Dennis are only allowed to visit the northeast of Vermont. No further, well, nowhere else. And it, it got me thinking, you know, because now that people are headed back to school, fewer people are traveling this month. So hotel prices have been dropping. Airfares have been dropping. Really, there's no better time of year to travel. So if you're planning an escape before the year is out, it's kind of time now to start planning your late fall and winter trips. And yeah. 
We've come up with the perfect getaway for the fall, which is a trip to Napa Valley. Now, I don't know. Are, are you guys wine drinkers? Yes. yes. Okay. Debbie, are you a wine drinker? No, no, I pretty much only do sangrias or fruit wine. So if you're, but I think sangria, sangria is a wine, isn't it? Kind it, of, it, it is, it is a wine. But I'm really stay away from everything else except for the truly heavy fruit wines. So I don't do the pinots, I don't do the cabs, I don't do any of the other stuff. So hey, they have hard liquor there. I yeah. I have always been able to find something to drink, even oh. when I go to wineries. So it, I, yeah. I limp along just fine. You know, when I used to go to wineries, I always stop at a bar first. That's true. <laughs> Anything, always prepare. Always prepare. So we planned the perfect getaway for Napa Valley. Now, it's good. It's beautiful, obviously, all year round. But in the fall, they have a lot more festivities. Grapes are ready to be picked and ready for winemaking. Do you guys know? I went to a wine. It's pretty far from thing. Vermont. It is pretty far from around. We're talking about Napa Valley in California, of course, as the ultimate getaway. And we're going to go through kind of different things that you can go to. But have you guys ever made wine? Like, have you actually ever stomped the grapes? Because that's one of the experiences you can do in Napa Valley. I don't want anybody's feet in my wine. But they clean them for you. Like, it's all clean and everything. They clean your feet? They clean your feet? Yeah, yeah, they clean your feet yeah. before you get in the big barrels that you where right. you do the stomping. Yeah, there's I'm a whole sure that, cleaning I'm process. Sure that'll take care of all that toenail fungus too, right? Whole, you're not oh, allowed to get in there. You're no, not allowed true. to get in. Debbie's right. Clean. That's right. Debbie's right. That what whole if, process. Yeah. What if somebody has just extra sweaty feet? Does that just help season the grapes? It's I'm flavoring. guessing. I'm guessing so flavor it's flavoring. Crystals. But if you were concerned, mm. maybe you'd put on booties. I don't know how they deal with that. That's a fair hey, question. Sam, that's called sweat equity. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, it is sweat equity. And wine, I it's going to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah that still whole, doesn't mean I want to know that it's there. The whole wine process kills off a lot of stuff anyways. But yeah, there's yeah. a whole front end. If you're going to actually stomp grapes, there's a whole front end process of cleaning that you have to go through. And I have a feeling they probably have run across a few people where they said, um, we're just not going to be able to let you in. So yeah. sorry. But yeah, they I have little fishies. Oh, you're probably right. I don't know about they, the fishy part. Do um, they have little fishies to clean your feet? I don't, no, I don't think, I think that's fishies. a different experience. We're focusing here on winemaking. Right well, I so say you do that before you stomp. Yeah, I would clean your feet and manicure it well. Get all that Maybe. dead skin. Probably on. less dead skin in your wine. No Maybe. wonder there's some sediment in the bottom of your wine. Floaters. Anyway, oh, I know. Sinker. White wine drinker now. All right, you all. So this perfect Napa vacation. You brought it up. This perfect Napa vacation has taken a side rail, but we're just going to go ahead. Vermont. Well, she gone. So we're talking about Napa now. We're talking about the. We're trying to talk about. I've done that before. Perfect Napa vacation. (laughs) Solvang is nearby too, and you get your chocolate fix there. Okay, so here's here's what we, we have for Redwood you. Redwood Forest, too, when you're in California. Here's what we have for you. <laughs> we put together a whole perfect getaway package for you. You can go to edgemedianetwork.com, and we have built for you the perfect Napa Valley experience. So everything from biking along the Napa Valley Pine Vine Trail. Um, you can also take a hot air balloon uh, at sunrise, take a gourmet Ooh. meal aboard the Napa Valley Wine Train, uh, if you're looking for an intimate luxury retreat a retreat with sweeping valley views and warm hospitality, you can stay at the Poetry Inn. You can play golf, Denny G, at the Silverado Resort, which they say is an amazing golf course. That's great. Or 
You can enjoy, and I should say, a mud bath at Dr. Wilkinson's Backyard Resort, which I know that sounds funny to say it that way, but this is apparently one of the best mud baths in the world to take. I don't I've know never done one. I haven't either. I was going to ask you all. I think I'd like to try it once. Like everyone says, it's amazing. It rejuvenates yourself, your skin, everything. Would you guys do a mud bath? I've done Absolutely. a mud facial. I would I've done a mud facial, to. and it was amazing. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that an actual mud bath would be incredible. Yeah, I think mud your junk though. I I I think there'd be some cleanup involved. Um, but That's why you have mud flaps, right? So we have this is the perfect getaway planner for Napa Valley. Again, go to the website edgemedianetwork.com and click on the links for the show. And we've built it out for you with all the links and explanation of everything. So check out the website, find out all about this perfect getaway, Napa Valley. And we're going to be right back with Travel Tony is going to talk to us a little bit about if first class is really worth it. So stick around. Edge Experience is powered by Vermont Tourism. Find trip ideas, search for events, and start planning today at vermontvacation.com. Looking for more? Discover culture, videos, out and about photos, and more. Just log on and click edgemedianetwork.com. And welcome back to the studios in the, in the, as I fumbled through my words. I think I had too much sugar. I think that's what's going on. Um, Back in the studio is Travel Tony. Uh, Travel Tony, how are you? I'm good, Dennis. Happy to be on. It's Tony. Pronounced Tony. I said Tony. Right. No, you're Tony. Tony. Like with a Y? Tony? Tony. Tony with an I. Tony with an I. Okay, well, Tony Tony with an I is in the studio to talk about everything travel. Now, Tony, you have, or Tony, am I saying it right? I feel like I'm not saying it right. We're going to get there, Denny. Now, you've flown over 2 million miles and uh, dozens of countries, so you have lots of travel tips for us. Here's a, here's a big one that I think people want to know. Is first class really worth it? Like, you're online, and you're like, you know what? For that extra 500 bucks, I could go first class because I'm feeling kind of bougie. You Most know? of those miles were consensually flown as well. So, oh, that's well. I was just going to ask. <laughs> just going to ask you that. Do you meet a lot of flight attendants? I'm just saying, like, there's all these mystery, like, because flight attendants, generally speaking, are pretty attractive. I feel like define meat. Well, M E A T. The meat. The meat on planes is so dry. <laughs> but yes, yes. So a little over two million miles, thirty countries visited. You know, over the past fifteen years, um, it's really just dependent on what your preference is and your style of travel. I know lots of people are perfectly happy sitting uh, in economy, and they they prefer to be a little bit more budget conscious when it comes to their travels. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, lots of people enjoy the extra space and the perks of first class. And I think it's important to notice that you know. I think first class is sort of disappearing on a lot of domestic U.S. carriers. Okay, but is first class really worth it? Like, what do you really get up there? Like, I kind of look up there, and they pull that curtain, and I feel like they're hiding things in there. Like, I feel like, you know. The most important thing you get in first class is that sense of entitlement that you belong there. And my (laughs) gosh, as soon as you sit in the seat and you start to see everyone go by, you just look at them and you think, enjoy economy. 
have fun back there with your pretzels. And this is the here. And this is the one time that it's okay to wear sunglasses inside, right? Absolutely. You know, just notice, and it, it's it's something that you can't control. But when you go back to economy and you're just with the people, everyone sits down and minds their business. But when you board first and you sit down, you seem to look up more and just watch everyone passing by you. So you think, look at me. And then you've got the family that comes on, and the children are like. Mommy, are these our seats? And they're like, no, we're in row 36. It must be nice. And you just think, mm-hmm, it is. Even though you know you were upgraded and you didn't pay for that seat. But it's that sense of entitlement. But Well, that daddy spoiled it. That's his fault. He shouldn't have had a good time that night. Now he's stuck right. with the ball and chain. So That's right. But, you know, you do get that extra service up front. It's a the ratio of passenger to flight attendant is much, much lower so you're getting personal service and some extra space and maybe some flat champagne and a warm towel that you're not sure where it came from but it's all fine so <laughs> it's really just your personal preference if you so enjoy let's so let's talk about being serviced in first class i mean is it is it is the experience worth doing again you know i'm just like saying like if you're going to spend the money do people really buy first class because i always hear about upgrades and people waiting for upgrades I think that if you did pay out of pocket for first class and uh, you weren't upgraded the value for your money, you 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 may learn that you'd be disappointed with the food and the service. It's not always consistent. It's not always great. You're probably better off grabbing something before you board the aircraft, even in first class to eat, because those meals are basically being reheated in a old 1980s oven at 30,000 <laughs> feet. You know, so it really just depends. But if you're upgraded, it's a little bit different. I think you'd see a lot of uh, frequent travelers denying the meal and saying I'll eat later um, just because they know what it's like. But it, again, it's up to you. You know, if the first or first few times you fly, I think you take the ice cream and you take the cookie and it's like, this is really nice. But as you do it more, you realize that, ah, this tastes terrible. Well, and the warm nuts. I mean, everyone wants the warm, warm nuts, nuts are everything. And part of that is you have to try and take the warm nuts from your palm and shovel them into your mouth. And like three of them hit the floor. <laughs> and that's why first class is so dirty, because you paid to throw those nuts on the ground like a fine steakhouse that we won't mention its name. You throw the shells on the ground because somebody else will clean this up. But back in economy, you're back there trying to clean up. Oh, I don't want to put anything in the seat back pocket because the person after me will think it's gross. It's, you know, it's much more. Everyone's well-mannered back in economy, whereas up front, it's just a free-for-all. So I'm an economy traveler, and I really want to try first class, but I don't think I want to pay the money. Are there any tips on how I can snooker my way into first class? Like, will they take a sob story up front, like at the at the ticket counter? Like, could I say, oh, I... You know, I really want first class. Could you bump me up? Oh, yeah. It's it's my honeymoon. They've never heard that before. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I'd be willing to assist the flight attendants or something. You know, you know, I definitely think they, the ticket agents and the um, the gate agents have probably heard every possible. My leg, I need some extra room. They've heard it all. I would think your best bet is to just be friendly and ask if there's any upgrades available. And I do you know, believe that they will be willing to sell you an upgrade for a discounted rate. Um, your best shot if you just want to pay out of pocket. But there are certain days of the week that are probably a little bit more uh, approachable when it comes to traveling first class, usually Tuesdays or Saturdays. Or if you look for routes that are less busy, then you have a better likelihood of scoring that first class seat at a discounted rate. Now, I, I've heard, too, that by accumulating points, you can get first class. Is that still even a thing? Who are you talking to about that? There is... <laughs> 
you know, a game afoot these days with the rise of social media and everyone having these travel accounts that can tell you how to, you know, collect points from anywhere from credit cards to frequent traveler points to moving points from this, you know, uh, program to another program so you can uh, travel. And that there is uh, definitely a, a sport to that. So that's definitely something you can look into. You know, I, I think there is mm-hmm. money on the table, if you will, in the form of being able money, to money on the dresser chocolate. Money on the dresser, I think, was the word from the bird cage. That's right. That is what the senator said as he passed away. Uh, his last words. Yes. So so to answer your question, yes, I think the, the points game is a really strong way to be upgraded, either using mileage or uh, they offer you some other form. Different now, airlines. first class in the United States, like for domestic, if I'm going to fly from Chicago to L.A., is different then first class from Chicago to London. I've only flown internationally a few times, but don't the international carriers like SAS or British Air, aren't their first classes like so much better than what we have from our domestic airlines like American and Delta and stuff? Well, that's a good question. We, you know, we have a lot more competition, I think, when it comes to what we refer to as like the legacy carriers and your big your big airlines here in the US, whereas foreign carrier or foreign countries only have one or two maybe competitors and then they get into their budget airlines. So they have the benefit of spending money on their planes and making them nicer. And you are correct. They're, they tend to be a little bit nicer, especially when you get into the golf carriers. They have, you know, one bedroom suites on their planes or some of the Asian carriers have much, much nicer first class. When it comes to our domestic carriers here in the U.S., um, you know, the bigger the equipment and the international planes are definitely overhauled for a nicer experience throughout the entire cabin to include economy. You know, you've got seatback entertainment. You've got Bluetooth connectivity coming in now. You've got premium economies, a very big market right now in the U.S. And that would be equivalent to your domestic first class seat would be a premium economy seat. Um, if you're going international and then you get into, you know, these fancier seats with doors that close to offer you more privacy. To well, make it who doesn't want who doesn't want bigger doors and bigger equipment? I'm just saying, like, if Absolutely. you're going to fly you're in the club, right. you're going to go up to thirty five thousand feet and do stuff. You know, you're going to have a nice first class bathroom to shower off in. <laughs> that's right. All right. That's travel, Tony. Uh, thank you, Tony. We'll catch you next time. All right. Enjoy, everyone. Be safe out there. Bye bye. Edge Experience is powered by Vermont Tourism. Find trip ideas, search for events, and start planning today at vermontvacation.com. Ready to become part of the action? We want to hear from you. Send us your tips, hot trends, amazing photos, and more at podcast at edgemedianetwork.com. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram for even hotter stuff. And welcome back. Um, well, that was I think I think Tony was um, I think he was pretty good because I want to fly in first class. Right. I mean, that's kind of where I want to go. Don't you all want to go to first? I've only flown in first class a couple times. It is true. It's probably the one place you can wear sunglasses. Like- you know, you know, I've also in, in economy that when I went over, I think it was when we went to China. Uh, you can get an upgrade in economy that you get the bulkhead. So the bulkhead seat in business class or whatever it is, is a little bit more expensive, but that was worth it. I know first class is worth it. I've done that to Hawaii before. That's really the way to travel. I mean, if you're on a really long flight, you're on a long, like long a flight, 10, for sure. 12 hour flight, pay the money if you can afford it. Or if you got somebody popping for it. Well, and I've always wanted to do an overnight and actually get to lay down and actually sleep. A lot of the international carriers have those kinds of things. The domestic yes. carriers don't have as much of that. Um, well, you can get from one end of the country to the other 
in how many hours? So in the grand yeah. scheme of things, it doesn't but make sense. It's not really needed. Yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is when Delta offers like, a, you know, a flight to London from Atlanta, for example, their first class is just a basic domestic plane. Whereas if you fly um, British Air out of, say, New York or out of Miami, their first class is like, I mean, you could get a pod. You know, <laughs> like it's you know, we went to China. It was like 16 hours. So, you yeah. know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's a long time to be in a cramped in a seat. I think it definitely depends on the length of flight. But if you're in economy, can we also talk about that? Like you're obliged to crop dust first class as you walk through. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's why first class should always come on last. You don't get a chance to walk through. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, just because of you. It's because of you they do that. (laughs) I've also been. Mitch. I've also talked with people that they, they say that they're really getting away from a lot of the first class and they would rather because it, it's usually like they're just giving away upgrades or that it's a, just a little bit of money to be upgraded into that. And they would rather take that section and make more space for everybody to be able to get more comfortable. I hope they really get that way. It'd be yeah. nice if basically the whole plane were more like business class, you know, which is one below... Right. First class, but in between economy and first economy. class, a little right. little spacier room, you know, a little more space right. for yourself. I it, that would be ideal, to be honest. Say so you want to fly southwest? Yeah, not Dennis, you should give, me, give me a cattle prod and I'll fly southwest. Yeah, right, <laughs> Dennis. You should ask travel. What was his name? Tito, Tino, Tony, Ta- Antonio, <laughs> Tits Tony. McGee, Tits McGee, travel, Tito, Tits McGee. Ask yeah, him okay. that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask him next time. While you're traveling, let's say you go on vacation. Here's the question. A brand new trend is paycations. People are actually doing work while they're on vacation. Now, of course, people always have that. Like we've always had that where people go on vacation, and they have to do some work. But coming mm-hmm. out of COVID, there's so many offices now that offer and allow remote work. And so a lot of people are taking the advantage of actually still, quote, being at work, but really they go on vacation. So the question for all of you is, would you do that if you could? If like, if you could, would you take a pay vacation? <laughs> I, I have the ability to do it because I am a fully remote worker right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can tell you if I want to go on vacation, I don't want to take my laptop. I don't want to think about work. When I take a vacation, I yeah. really want to step away. Now, going to visit family, some of that, sometimes that coincides with some stuff I have to do that's time sensitive. So a little bit I'll different too. Then. Yeah, but like a real vacation, like if I'm going yeah. to the beach or I'm going to the mountains or I'm going wherever I'm going, if it's a true vacation, I don't right. want to work. Sam, what well, about my you? Niece, my niece visited and oh. uh, just uh, spent spent a week here with her husband and they, she worked from home. I mean, she worked from here, from my house, you know, she was going yeah. to a conference later in the week and, mm-hmm. you know, but she had only worked like three or four days of the week and then the rest of the time we just all got Right. Yeah. Sam, what about you? Would you do it? Would you would you work while you're on vacation if you could do it? I don't have that luxury in my job because I'm in service. Um, yeah. But if I could, I wouldn't mind it if I was doing something, let's say, domestic and only and kind of taking, you know, maybe working Friday and then having Saturday and Sunday and then maybe taking off Monday. Yeah. That wouldn't really bother me. But if I'm going to go if I'm going to go to China, Japan, Paris, you know, anything like that. And I'm going to have to be on a flight for a long extended period of time, have to change to a new time zone and get used to it. Absolutely not. Mitch, what about you? 
I'm in the same boat as Sam. I mean, I've done vacations where I went to, you know, go take care of a family member who was, you know, having a surgery. And so, yeah, sure. Work during that time if you want. But I mean, like you're going like the beach or, you know, the mountains or, you know, a different country or something like that. No. And no I think what I'm, I think what I'm asking, too, is if you could get away with it, meaning, OK, you still have your vacation time. Right. So you're you're two weeks a year or whatever. Set that aside. We're talking about taking what would be your typical work week and cheating, so to speak, and going on vacation while you're supposed to be working. And I should tell you that a new survey just came out by Alan's partners. They say that 42 percent of 18 to 34 year olds are working remotely when they should be working and they're working on vacation, meaning they're they're doing that. They're cheating a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to speak up to that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak up to that for a hot second, because if I'm in another country and I'm supposed to be online during U.S. hours, that's totally going to screw up any type of vacation I'm trying to take, because I may have to be up in the middle of the night and working to be online during the domestic hours. So that does not make any sense. Now, domestically, if you're just staying in the United States, for those of us who work in the States, then that would be kind of a different story. But like I said, if I'm taking those big vacations, I'm probably going way outside of my time zone. So the adjustment I would have to make to be online during traditional and real work hours for my job, mm. that does not make sense. Continental that's, United States. That same, that same survey, you know, people who are younger who were surveyed are more likely to do that than people who are older. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense, yeah. right? Tradition. But 68% of people say, that they will do work or some work while on vacation. And I will tell you, I have been on vacation and I have done work on vacation. The way I usually do it is I'll do my work in the mornings, you know, and then noon comes around, I'll go have lunch and then maybe I'll go to the pool or the beach or activities or whatever. And then I can get stuff done. Um, But a few tips for all of you, because I think people should do it because I think we work too hard in general. Make sure you bring the right. I don't disagree, but people just need to then if that's the case, people just need to actually pay more and then you can actually enjoy your vacation instead of having to figure out another way to get paid the same amount of money and still having to work on vacation. And I think that that points to the generation that is doing that is kind of a generation that wants to get paid to not be working. And that isn't what work is. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm saying is (laughs) what I'm talking about is people who are cheating, taking additional time during time when they're supposed to work and they actually go on vacation, if that makes sense. So they, they're not necessarily like they're doing a zoom meeting while at work and they might blur the background or change their background. So it doesn't look like because they're on vacation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But they're really supposed to be working. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. They're, they're taking right. the Zoom call so, from the pool. But that's what the survey is. <laughs> but that's what the survey talks about is that people yeah. are literally taking pay vacations, meaning they're literally supposed to be working. They are working, but they're on vacation. Like so what do you do for the service industry? Because they can never do that. You're so not how is that? That's not what we're talking oh, about. Oh, so we're just going to discount them because they're second class no, citizens. I'm just, no, I'm just talking about third, third, third class. Just get, him, right. get him. Well, I was get trying him. to elevate myself a little. Just, just talking about the survey. <laughs> and what people are responding. No, 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 Dennis, I think you're actually talking about Sam. Sam, he's talking bad about we it. Don't uh-huh, have, I feel it. We don't have enough time to do this. <laughs> so, which is perfect. You brought it up. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) so if you do choose to do that, obviously there are some pretty good tips here, which is 
you know, maybe you want to change your Zoom background if you're going to pretend that you work or make sure you pack some dress clothes. Don't help them. Why? Stop helping them. No. How about just go to work? No, you all are missing the spirit. No, no, I get the spirit. I get, I get the, the spirit. spirit too. I want to be. I want to be on vacation and get paid too. Well, well Sam, he's discriminating against you. Six, I know. I, I'm not. It's the survey. Anyway, we're actually out of time. So thank you all so much. What? We Bye. are. Yeah. See you all next time. Aww. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This has been Edge Experience with your host, Dennis George. Find us online 24-7 at edgemedianetwork.com. 